morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night, whatever time of dimension that you are in. This is your host, Chris. Welcome to Interstellar Frequency. Tonight I'm going to talk about my uncle. Yeah, my uncle. He, uh, him and I are doing a recording and we're going to talk about a lot of things. Obviously, right now I'm going to give you a, you know, rundown of, of my uncle and a little bit of experiences that we've had together. And then in a couple weeks, um, maybe in a week or two, you'll have a continuation from this with the actual interview with my uncle. What I'm, what I'm basically going to do is I'm just going to describe a little bit about him. Um, he's my uncle through marriage, and we kind of really clicked... We clicked a long time ago when I was a kid, of course, and then later on again, and we just found that we both enjoyed the same kind of stuff. We enjoyed the outings of going different places and going gold digging and stuff like that, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then there was a time where I guess life happens and divine intervention happens and then maybe he saved my life. I, I know that. He did. And in return, I guess I saved his life at the same time. So we both needed each other and we had a click where it just our friendship became much more of uh, I guess emotional friendship in a way and you know we were able to talk about everything and anything and, and he needed me and I needed him and it worked and then we went on these adventures oh my god did we go on these adventures and I say oh my god because yeah, okay, we both loved gambling. Love, 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 and still today, love gambling. I don't do it as much as I would love to, but that's okay. You know, that's what happens when you have a family. And it's probably better not to gamble if you have a family. Because you don't need to be gambling. But, at the same time, it's like, I get off work on a weekend or something, it's like, hey man... What are you doing? Oh, I'm just hanging out at the house. All right. Uh, I got 40 bucks. Uh, you you want to go to Vegas? Vamanos. Let's go. And it's <laughs> like, okay. So we have a full tank of gas. Let's go out to Vegas. And, you know, we did this many, many times. What a stupid thing to do. Drive, you know, 170-something miles on $40 to your name just to go gamble at the casino in Las Vegas or something. Yeah, but hey, it was four-hour drive out there. 
ample amount of time listening to music. And a lot of that was Pink Floyd. And reflecting on life's thoughts. You know, him and I just middle of the night. Now, mind you, my uncle is many years older than I am. He is, uh, I think right now, about going to be 72 or just turned 72, 71. Just turned 71, I believe. Um, me at 35. So, you know, we've got at least almost damn near 30 years difference between our ages. But yet, in reality-wise, we're almost a lot of, like, the same people. And he always told me I was an old soul. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Whatever that means. Sure, I'll, I'll accept that. And it's like, cool. And we turn around and we find a lot of the same common ground of things that we like. The same music, the same stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. And me being technological sound, I guess, per se. I'm always sitting there helping him with his TV or trying to hook up the TV or hooking this up or doing that or whatever it may be technological. It's like, hey, I need your help with this. I can't get the cell phone to work. Okay, I'll help you with that. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, no big deal there. But I'm going to share this adventure with you. One time, and I quite can't remember where and when this happened, but this happened a long time ago. We took off, and I called him up on one of the weekends. I head off from work, and I was like, "Hey man, um, I got forty bucks. Let's let's go to Vegas or something." Oh, okay. All right, let's go to Vegas. Uh, I get twenty of that, right? Well, yeah, of course. You're gonna have twenty, and I'll have twenty, and we'll split if we win money or something or. Whatever happens, we'll we'll split whatever we got. Oh, okay, let's go. So we go gamble in Vegas all night, all night. We leave we leave the house at like eight o'clock at night. What does he do? We're kind of just talking. He's stoned out of his mind and probably even have a tied a couple back and everything. A couple sheets to the wind, not too bad, but enough to bump into stuff and say I'm sorry no matter if it's a trash can or a person or something else like don't make eye contact don't look nobody. don't look at anybody don't talk to anybody that's what he always told me don't talk to anybody oh god no don't no no don't talk to anybody <laughs> I'm like come on it's not that big no 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 don't talk to nobody don't look at anybody okay uh, people are strange when you're no um so we turn around and we drive all the way out to Vegas and we gamble on the 40 bucks. We made the 40 bucks last, God, 10 hours or more. It might have been 12. 12 hours, I believe. And we won and lost and won and lost i'm pretty sure we turned that twenty dollars it seemed like it always happened no matter what we did we would turn around no matter how much money we had we would always win and i i yeah okay yes we would win and we would lose it just as much as we won it so we always broke even if not 
uh, walked away with nothing. And I say that because we would take the 20 bucks for 10 hours, or he would take 20 bucks for 10 hours, and damn near play on the same 20 bucks the whole night long. And then, you know, I would take my 20 bucks and go win money, and then come back and give him more money, and then we'd, you know, bounce around on other machines and play all night chatting and talking and just having a blast. Normally, I never really drank. I never was a drinker. But I did drink my soda quite a bit. Uh, you know, I'd have a cherry Coke or something, per se. And what a blast. What a blast that was. We would turn around and we would go so much that it got to the point where the people saw us as regulars that's how often that's how often we were going to vegas we were we were getting comps we were we were constantly you know sometimes we'd get a room they'd offer us a room and sometimes they wouldn't and, and it, we'd show up at a place and like hey uncle buck chris what hey you you want the original usual yep and i mean i kid you not they'd come out with a jerry coke for me no ice give him i guess a bud light or whatever it was a bud or something and it was like clockwork it was so cool and we got you we yeah we made friends with the waitresses and stuff like that and you know we'd talk and say hey how's things going and they're like oh yeah talk about whatever it is and it was it was an experience and it was the coolest experience really i mean it's you know people would say oh god that's gambling that's you know it's a sin you shouldn't be doing that okay fine you shouldn't be doing that whatever it doesn't matter it was never about oh let's get the money and let's run or let's let's make money out of this no it was just kind of like a social fun thing to do playing cards on a digital computer i mean and not having to deal with anybody yeah it costs money to do it and the money came and went many times and it didn't matter really i mean it did matter and there was a lot of life experiences behind that that i did screw up and if it wasn't for others out there i wouldn't be here because they did help me through that time frame of my life when I was doing stupid things like that, where I'd gamble the rest of my money on twenty bucks. You know, all I paid all my bills and paid everything I had, and then I didn't even have money. No, I didn't have any gas money to make it to work. You know, because I was stupid. It went like, well, we got forty bucks to go to Vegas. Let's go do something. It's the holiday weekend, and we would do that. And if it wasn't for the others out there, that. I loved and loved me I wouldn't be where I'm at it really comes full circle big time and I I call this truly divine intervention because it was a life lesson it was a lesson experience it was emotional experience and at the same time I learned a lot from it and it's something that I had stopped doing. And I was like, yeah, let's not do that. We need to pay the bills. We need to do this. We need to do that. And going and gambling, not a good idea. 
And I discovered something too behind this, and and which is really cool. And I I do thank you all that had ever been there for me when I needed you in many ways because I was helping someone else out. Divine intervention. They turn around and help me out in the most time of need when I needed the help. They were there, especially for me to get to work. And that was really cool. That was really really cool. And. At the same time, I was emotionally helping him out because he was going through, through some things in in his home life as well as I was. So I call it divine intervention because it, it came back full circle. And yet others, oh, did I get a riot act many times. Oh, man, did I get a riot act. You know, you should not be doing da-da-da-da. Which they were right. I really shouldn't have done that. But in my world, in my reality, because then again, this is my world. And we're all here just living in it. At least that time frame, it was my world. Um, And I guess right now it is my world because you're sitting here listening to this. So welcome to my world. And... I uh, I turned around and I can't I couldn't justify someone else's life for the money. I'm like, oh well, I don't have the money, so we're not gonna do that. And so therefore, just saying no, we're not gonna we're not gonna do this, we're not gonna do that because I don't have the money to do it. Bullshit. I didn't see it that way. I, some way, somehow, inevitable, it was gonna work out some way I didn't know how but I just knew it was going to work and I believed it worked it was going to work where people would help at least when I needed help they were going to help and I was maybe helping him on his world and what was going on in his personal life and we helped each other on that we got through a really really rough time um we both did. We both had a very, very rough time. And yeah, I, I helped him get through something that was just heartbreaking and emotional where you really question yourself as, why do I need to even be here anymore? And I know that everyone that lives in this world, you sit back and you ask that question. Well, is it still worth living here? Do I really need to be here? You ask this question to yourself. And everybody goes through it. And it sucks. And then you find reasons why to stay. And that's what's important. And I found a reason to stay. As well as I'm pretty sure he did. As well as everybody else does. That's why we're still here. Because we find reasons to stay alive. Because it's worth it. It really is. Those those moments in life, you, you those joyful moments of peace that you find. Something that I call serenity. And I found it. And still look for it every now and then, but then find it all the time. And it's like, this is cool. This is really cool. And, yeah. So, back to the story. We went out to Vegas and, you know, we uh, gambled all night long talking about everything and what we were doing and how we were doing. And 
we lasted all night long. We probably made $500 a piece. $500 a piece on 40 bucks. So it's about a total of $1,000 that we ended up gambling up to. And did we keep it? No, man. I, I saw it as the universe's, you know, fun money. I guess you can call it. Yeah, fun money. Funny money. You know, you turn around and you have that. I knew, I, I felt that, and see, this is, I was told this once, I should never gamble. And I'll explain that in a minute. I felt that turning around and taking 20 bucks to the casino and then winning ample amount of money and lots of money and then leaving the casino felt like robbery. I know. I know, and you guys are going, oh my god, are you serious? You really shouldn't be gambling if you feel that way. Yeah, I know. I don't care. Money's nothing, really. But it is something to others, and then at the other end, it's really nothing at the same time. You know, it's just a piece of paper. And, you know, life is more important than money, always. But, you know, people would jump over the money and take the money versus a life instead. Well, somebody else will deal with the life. Yeah. No. Um, all in all, we won a lot of money and then turned around and gambled it all back. And we were broke. We were so broke. And it's like, oh man, we're loitering here. Oh God, they're going to kick us out. We're loitering. We're going to have to pitch a tent. We can't go anywhere. We don't have any... Well, we had gas. Barely enough to make it back. Or at least halfway. No, three quarters of the way back. And we had to stop somewhere. And that was truly something. We turned around. And... We... Went to a gas station. We made. We got out of there early hours of the morning drove back across the country across the desert back to home and then we ran out of gas on the way we had used our last bit of money already i think we got something to eat or something like that we never even planned to pack a food it's like uh do you want to eat nope i'm good <laughs> it's like okay well i gotta eat something and yeah we we get all the way back across the desert we run out of gas and he's going, oh, God. And now he's hating life. You know, he's broke. I'm broke. We have no money to our name. We can't even make it back to the house. We're both screwed. And he's hating life. Like, you expect me to go out there and ask people for money? I'm not doing that. I'm sitting right here. I'm like, oh, God. Okay, I'll handle it. Don't worry about it. What? You're going to go out there and ask people for money? I go, yeah. I'm going to ask somebody for help. And, you know, maybe some way somehow the universe will link up and that person will be there at that right time to give me that money and I could give it back to him or whatever it may be and <laughs> that I turned around and I found a truck driver it was another truck driver and I'm like hey man I made a stupid mistake I was trying to help my uncle and we ran out of gas and I'm an idiot, and I'm sorry, but please, can you help spare a little bit of money for gas, like a $20 bill or something, and I will pay you back. I will definitely pay you back. I just need your phone number. 
and I will send you a comm check. I'll send you money one way or another. Just please, will you will you mind throwing me down a twenty dollar bill? And he goes, Yeah, I'll give you a twenty dollar bill. I'm like, Okay, let me have your phone number. He's like, No, you don't need to pay me back. I go, No, 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 no. I'm gonna pay you back. And he goes, All right, well, here's my number. Call me back. When do you get paid? And I go, I'm going to get paid on Friday. I'll call you on Friday. And I'll give you back the $20 that you gave me. And he goes, all right, I'll talk to you on Friday. And I called him back. I, I put the gas in the car and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did this. I'll pay this guy back on Friday. Can't believe I'm in this situation. My uncle was drinking very heavily at that time. So... And I wasn't. I was the designated driver. And and yet, not really, I guess, uh, sound thinking at the time, too, about this. It could have been better things to do than go gamble and drink more. But whatever. It was long experiences and great experiences, too. And I called the guy back later. And I'm like, hey, um... I have that $20 for you. How how do you want me to send this to you? Uh What $20? I go you you I'm the guy at the gas station you gave me money for $20 and I told you I was going to call you back when I got paid and here I am calling you to give you back your $20 that you loaned me. And I want to know how I can send this to you or give this to you. He goes, "Dude, I am beside myself that you actually called me back. I cannot believe you did that. And I thank you very much for doing that, that you actually took the initiative to call me. I'm like, well, yeah, I said I was going to do that, so therefore I'm doing what I said, and here it is. He goes, I'll tell you what. That's a gift from me to you because you were honest enough to call me back. And that is worth the $20 to me. That you actually had the heart to call me back. To pay me back. And I want you to keep that. And I'm like, are you sure? He goes, yes. That's yours. That's a present from me to you because you actually took the initiative to call me back. That, right there in itself, my friends... I call that divine intervention. That is truly something that's, call it whatever you want to call it. You want to call it God, you want to call it the universe, you want to call it whatever. That is how the system works. Karma, per se, I'm not sure what exactly it is, it just is. And that is amazing to me. But that's one of the stories of the time frames of my uncle and I doing something together and having these experiences together. And we have so many experiences together that we keep adding to it. And it's like, you know, that's got to go in the book. And we keep talking about it. Oh, yeah, that's got to go in the book. By the time I get done doing this book of the life experiences of us, uh, it's going to be a pretty big book, I think. Um, pretty long just all the different experiences of, of P 
people we've met and were down to earth and totally cool people that we never ran into ever again. It's like, damn, that sucks. And But what an experience to remember that this happened or that happened or whatever happened happened. And it can't happen any other way. And it's like, wow, this is way too cool. So that's one of the experiences. And there are many more. And so I had talked to my uncle about coming on the show to, you know, jump in as a interviewee. I'm going to, you know, interview him a little bit and give a little bit of a, a talk. Uh, not really a talk, but we're going to converse and everything like that and, his childhood and things of way before we ever met and then work our way up and obviously I think this is going to be a time process of you know several episodes of different putting stuff together between him and I and recording it and then putting it out here and that's awesome I that's that's really cool because everything that we're probably going to record will later on be in a book. I really want to put this in a book because, you know, I don't know. It's, it's not really a Huck Finn story, but it'd be like, you know, damn near a Huck Finn story almost. Um, it, it's just really remarkable different experiences that, you know, you have and you're like, wow. Did that really just happen? Did we really just do that? Are you serious? I mean, that's the kind of experiences it was. And it's like, wow. Okay, cool. Uh, and what an adventure. Many years go by and many, many adventures and stuff. And it was just like, wow. Too cool. So, yeah. I'll give a little bit of a... Uh, audio clip you can hear of a small segment of our recording together. Tonight, I have my uncle with Hi. me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is going to be a good one. And you got a little bit of a smoke going on and some gummies and all that good stuff. Awesome. THC. It's what's saving me from alcoholism right now. They said back in the 60s that THC was, uh, well, it was a felony. It was a felony to get caught with a couple seeds in your ash tree. Way back then, it was supposed to cause brain damage. Let's see, 50, uh, 52 years later? If this is all brain damage that this shit can cause, I'm good with it. I mean, yeah. But uh, it's helped me recover from my alcoholism. The gummies, they're the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, it, it, I wish I can join you, but of course, being a truck driver, I can't do that. <laughs> I promote the gummies because they're good for me anyway, in curing anxiety, and I know a whole slew of people that would just do wonderful on these. The gummies? Yes. 
It, do they come on right away on you? Like, is it the no, same? No, sometimes I feel like, whoa, am I getting a rush from there right now? Because when you, I like to chew my candy. I won't just suck on it. I'll put a candy in my mouth. I want to chew it up for the taste and whatever. And, uh, yeah, I'll think, oh, I have to, a couple seconds, I'm like, man, did I get a rush from that? <laughs> but they're subtle. It's a subtle, mellow feeling to me all day long. I don't know, because I suffer from high, high anxiety and every kind of issue known to man. Uh, I mean, so, uh, they work for me. And I, I know a lot of people that are a whole lot more neurotic than I am. <laughs> Damn, they'll use them. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, man, I wish I was a doctor. I'd prescribe to everybody. <laughs> what, what's your problem, sir? Uh, well, let's see, I'm, I'm, I'm really... I can't stand going out in public and da 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 da. And you know what? Um, yeah, I just can't go out in public. I mean, people scare me. I'm, I'm dealing with traffic and people are going over here and there. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> you know how many times I said, take me home. Oh, yeah. Especially, especially as much, much as you smoke, you're going, oh, God, take me home. And good smoke would sometimes produce uh, anxiety in me, but kind of. I have fun and a challenge to get through and then laugh about it afterwards. There's a lot of times gone over the good old days where back in the 60s it was a laugh fest. Anything anybody said or did was hilarious. And we've always looked for that ever since in our, our pot smoking. It's always been, maybe that first time it was just a laugh fest. Oh yeah. But we progress. Oh yeah. And, and things change. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's my Uncle David. And we'll have more for you in the future. Not right now. We still have a lot more recording to do, but until next time. Thanks for listening. This is Interstellar Frequency. End of transmission.
Station.